When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and later Ryan Herrera from Wrigley Field. Cubs win their sixth in a row. Beat the Pirates 4-2, to sweep them in a two-game set. A team that they have not played well against this season, but... This story was really about the potentially final home game at Wrigley Field for guys like Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, and as Cody has been calling it, the toughest, what are you saying, the worst loss, saddest loss? The saddest win ever. The saddest win. The saddest win. Think of the last time that your team won, but you just sit here and you're just sad. Like, well, I, I, like, Maybe back when Jordan played, and like, you know, the the last game against the Jazz in '98, like yeah, a, but it was like, a championship. But they so won it, the like, championship. Yeah. Like it was a like, great. At least there was a championship <laughs> attached to this, it. This this is this is the opposite of that. Like the, like, I don't know. I I will say this. I am absolutely shocked that Marquee really pushed that this that uh, pushed this whole. Thing about Contreras and Hap today. I, I am genuinely shocked that they did that. Well, I, you know, I saw uh, John Greenberg from The Athletic tweet that out, too. He said it's sort of ironic that Marquis is playing up this relationship. Right. That all the emotion of, of what's going on with Wilson Contreras when Crane Kenny and the Cubs had told us that that network – having their own network was going to be the reason they'd be able to sign guys and keep guys because the cash flow was just going to be dump trucks of cash coming in. Well, if, if this isn't about that, then what, what is it? You can't tell fans that Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ aren't good players. They're right. all-stars. They're all-stars. Yeah. They're all-stars. So it, it does factor in, and that is, I will admit, that was awkward. Now, from the marquee standpoint of it, it might be ironic However, what do you expect them to do? Like, right. they have to. Their job is to capture what the game is about, and that's what they're doing. That's the true. The game was about Wilson Contreras. I didn't see, you know, in just Twitter today, watching it during the game, I know a lot of people that were there that were just fans today, not necessarily diehard Cubs fans, but just baseball fans and wanted to see it. Everybody was tweeting the standing ovation for Wilson Contreras. That was the storyline. Like, there were other things, and we're going to talk about them in the podcast, but later on, like Keegan Thompson, but the story of this game 
is and always will be the final home game for Wilson Contreras and maybe Ian Happ too. Yeah. That's just what it was. Right. And it was, boy, it was tough to watch. We'd watch the um, end-of-game interview with Wilson Contreras, still crying after the final out. Then he gets in the dugout, and Ian Happ is there, the last guy waiting. I mean, he's literally hugging everybody he could go by. Yeah. Hugged every every guy in the line on the team. Then Happ came back out and met him in the dugout, and they just kind of hugged each other, and you could tell Contreras was crying. There was a lot. It was a long, a long hug. Like, these two guys do not want to be traded. Absolutely. Yeah, it's tough, man. Um, Lil Yumper, shout out to you. Super chat. Oh. 499. He says, Jed and Tom sure love to rip the hearts out of fans and stomp on them. (laughs) Man, like that's that's saddest that's some loss, yeah. saddest win, I'm saddest win, saddest ever. loss. Because you're he, about to lose them both, right? And that comment pretty much just sums up what it's what what it is to be, what what Cubs fandom is on social media right now. I mean, that's I can't I don't blame you for thinking that, but also at the same time, like, what are the Cubs supposed to do in this situation? I in terms of if you don't trade them, then. You better get the extension done. Oh, well, the worst-case scenario is not trading Wilson and then not getting anything for him because he walks away in free agency. Right. That's that's the danger they're both up against. What I don't understand about it is it doesn't sound like either guy has been offered any kind of extension. Right. So, Ian so Happ, I, that I, I don't, I don't fully Happ, understand that. Ian Happ, I understand a little bit because, again, a year ago we were like, me and you have both said it. We were like, they should de- they should non-tender Ian Happ like a year ago. Agreed, yeah. So now, But now that he's put together the year he's had, it's like you, you should consider talking cons- extension with him. But the fact that they're not doing it in season, considering where this team is at, it's frustrating, but also I somewhat understand it. The front office is doing what they think is right for the future. I, whether you want to agree with that or not, that – to me, that with Ian Happ's situation, it's a little bit more understandable. But with Wilson Contreras, it's it's the one thing that I'll never understand: the fact that they haven't ever sat down with him and his agent or whatever to discuss any kind of extension at all. Nothing, just absolutely nothing. And that's that's what bothers me the most. It's not the fact that they haven't signed him; it's the fact that they haven't even like been interested in the idea of it. And if Jed and Tom, mainly Jed, if Jed can sit in his suite or wherever he was at today, if he, I assume he was at the ballpark, if he can sit in that suite and see how this fan base reacted to Wilson Contreras in that first and last at bat and still say that we should trade this guy or if we do trade him and then not even try to bring him back in the offseason, then I – then I, Jed really is, like, cutthroat. And – there's pros and cons of that for sure. Like there's definitely a pros and cons of that. And the pros of it will mainly come when the Cubs are good again. But right now, they're not they're just they're they're not like the playoffs don't seem like if they trade happen Contreras, the playoffs they don't look like they're in the near future or at least in 2023, maybe a 2024 perhaps. But like it's that's that's the thing that's most frustrating I think to the fan base. That, you know, my mentions are always full of, you know, how come we can't, like, extend or re-sign any of these homegrown players? And, 
You know, someone said that to me last night in my mentions, and, you know, I said for what it's worth, you know, they, they did extend Rizzo. They did give Starlin Castro a, you know, extension during at, Kyle the, at the beginning. Kyle Hendricks. I didn't mention him, but he is one. But also, yes, there are these other guys that things haven't gone well, and I know there's a lot of stipulations behind them and a lot of things, and the pandemic had something to do that stopped conversations with a few of them. I get it. And that, it just sucks. And uh, – <sighs> I can't sit here and defend the front office fully. I can sit here and say that I think that they are doing the right things in terms of building this organization back up. I can say that, and I genuinely believe that. A lot of people don't. Right. But at the same time, if you want this thing to be faster than the first rebuild when Theo came, then trading Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ just seems like what you said, Jed, in terms of, oh, this should be like a one, a one-year retool or, you know, see what we got situation and and then we'll be competitive in 2023 and beyond, that doesn't that those things don't match up if you're going to trade Contreras and Hap. That's the thing that that leaves me up for criticism on this front office. That's the biggest thing because this team is what? After even after winning six straight games, they are forty and fifty-seven, <laughs> folks. And yes, there's some young guys coming up. We got Christopher Morrell. Keegan Thompson continues to shove it down people's throats. Justin Steele has been excellent since the beginning of June. This bullpen, they Scott continue. F. Ross. Yes, the bullpen has continued to just find dudes, plug and play, and they figure it out. Nico Horner is becoming an like an elite player. Be right in front of us. Every single day he's doing something that's insane. Like, we, there are guys here. This isn't like 2012 when it was straight up Anthony Rizzo and Starlin Castro, and that's it. There are, there are actual guys here you can build a team around and why you wouldn't even think to just have a conversation with Wilson Contreras about an extension. That's the part, again, that bothers me the most, that you're just not even doing that. Not saying that you extend them no matter what. I'm just saying just have the conversation. The fact they haven't done that is what really bothers me and leads me to thinking that they think that this rebuild is going to take longer than one year or, or even two. And like I say, after every loss, Luke, we don't deserve it. <laughs> we don't deserve that. Not this fan base. 37,000 at Wrigley Field. Monday. On a Monday night. In July. When this team is 18 under. This fan base does not deserve that bullshit. There's your little mini rant. Even after a win. <laughs> I saw David Snyder. Uh, one of our loyal chatters on there. He's taking the business approach. He's like, ha ha crying not me he just said he didn't cry when you know the core was tr most of the core was traded away last year and he was saying it'd really be funny if now everybody's getting into a dither about this and what if Contreras and Hap weren't traded well maybe one of them won't be maybe Hap won't be I don't think there's any way Wilson Contreras isn't going to be traded um and I again I agree with it with you I see the business side of it Absolutely. There are parts of it that I do not understand because I do believe that they could, they could have kept one or two pieces that still fit. The perfect scenario for the Cubs is, should be, 
in my eyes, trading Wilson Contreras and then re-signing him. That, at this that, point, yes. At this point, that is ideal. What would have been ideal would have been, in my eyes, signing him. I don't see what they don't value in him. Yes, I understand it's a business decision. There aren't very many catchers that can hit. This has to simply come down to they still don't feel comfortable with his improved pitch framing and calling him a game. That's all I can think of because then your argument is if that's true, maybe his offense isn't enough for someone that you want to be just an everyday designated hitter. Right. Well, at, at his age. But again, He's somebody that's been in the organization. You see the passion. For me, the heart in me, two sizes too small as it is, says, look at what that guy brings to this team. Not only is he's a good player, he's trying to be a mentor to the younger players. Um, He's passionate for the fans. I've said it 100 times on this podcast. To me, he is the Joakim Noah of the Chicago Cubs team. And if there's only other... There's only one other person that could claim that, and it would have been Javi Baez, but Javi had way more highs and lows than Wilson has ever had. Right. Wilson has been on a straight trajectory up, and he's, he's improved played, every year and, in the league. And Javi's had a, lot more, had a lot more of the mental lapses, uh, not that Wilson's never had one. Right. But he is exactly what Joakim Noah was to the Bulls. That's what Wilson Contreras is to the Cubs, and I think they're making a mistake letting him walk away over potentially a, a couple of prospects that may or may not make it to the major league level. Right. I don't know, and I again, I don't know what the number is that he's looking for. If he's looking for a number that's unreasonable, then just come out and tell us that's what it is. Just come out and say, you know what? He's looking for a number that we can't do. But from what we understand, from what Wilson has said, there's been no offer. There has been no conversation about that. So then it's strictly, we don't see this guy as our future. We're moving on despite thanks for the good days. I don't understand that. And the part I don't understand about Ian Happ is that you invested in waiting to see if he could fix himself. You sent him to the minors. He didn't want to be there. He was angry about being there after hitting 20 home runs at one point in his career. And he was like, I can hit. Why am I here? Changed his swing, came back to the major league level, and now a full year, second half of last year, first half of this year, has turned himself into a guy that is an all-star. He will be 28 next month. Seiya Suzuki will be 28 next month. What is it about... And this is not against Seiya Suzuki. I would like to have both of them on the team. What is it about Seiya at 28 that you like so much more than you like about Ian Happ, who's a switch hitter at the same exact age? Right. I don't, yeah. I don't have an answer for that. Right. And like I said when we were talking about it off air, you know, when they signed Seiya, me and you did not even think that Ian Happ was going to have this kind of season. No, no, nobody did, but now that he so has. To argue, to, yeah, but I just want to put that out there for anyone who is going to come at us for saying, you know, paying Saya over Happ is not the right move. That That's not that's not what we're, we're arguing. The, is, is it was it, a good move to to give Saya the five-year yes, deal. Correct. And we have seen him ascend. He had a homer today on to Waveland. He's been very good in July. at the great April Rookie of the Month. Lee caught on, blah, 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 in May. Then he got hurt. 
So he missed June, most of June. It is what it is. But in July, he's been great. And, you, you know, he looks primed to have a huge second half and have hopefully a really good 2023. I think the difference with Saya and Ian Happ at this point, in terms of me, if I'm guessing what the Cubs front office is thinking is, you know, the Cubs gave Ian Happ a really long time to, to, try, to try and live up to that first-round talent. And, yeah, right now he is – but they needed it more whenever they were competitive, and they didn't get it. So you're going to punish them because it took them I'm longer? Not say, I'm not saying I don't. I don't think it's necessarily punishing them. I think it's more of like I don't think they believe that it's something that will be around long term. They may not believe that it is a complete they, turnaround. They, they think that this – like I wouldn't say they think the first half is a fluke, but I would say they probably think that his he's going to have his best years before the Cubs are World Series contenders again. And with Saya already on that contract, I think Saya provides a little bit more power. He's got he, coming so into you the think year. If they, do you think if they saw this Ian Happ for all of last year, that things, the deal may have just gone to Ian Happ? Perhaps, yes. I, I genuinely think it's more so the fact that we just haven't seen enough of this Ian Happ for multiple years. I, 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 that's the only thing I can come up with. And again, the Cubs... They weren't going to talk to Ian Happ about an extension in the offseason, even after the lockout. And I understand when, that. When have they ever talked about an extension with anyone in season in recent years outside of Kyle Hendricks? Like, I, I think that there's a chance that they could still do that in the offseason if they don't trade him. I, to me, I, I think doing the comparison between him and Saya and, like, why give Saya the money and not Happ is mainly just because it took Hap this long to really get to this level. I, I think he can give the Cubs another four good years of, of this quality of playing. He's what, like you said, going to be 28 right. next month, and he's he's coming to his own. I think he really can, but I'm not going to give the Cubs flack for not giving him a contract extension when, honestly, he's really only been good this first half of the year. And, sure, he got hot mid-August last year and played well through September. So, But – when you think about it last year, when he goes on those hot streaks, we've seen him do that before. This but is, now it's a full year. For, I guess you if you want to be flexible, if you, like if you want to make, in my eyes, if you want to make up your mind at the end of last season to DFA him, mm-hmm. I understand that. I actually understand that. He had a bad first half and a good second half. It's just half a season. It's a hot streak if you want to give up. To me, they decided at the end of last season, we're trading him. If there's value in trading him because he does it again, great. If there isn't, then it's no different than if they would have DFA'd him at the end of the season. Perhaps. But, but I don't understand once he has the second half and the first half of this year becomes an all-star, why you wouldn't consider adjusting that plan. Now, hey, maybe they won't trade him. Right. But it sure sounds like at, Ian Happ believes this, that he's gone to. Right. At this point, who knows? I'm just saying that I'm not going to give the Cubs front office criticism about Ian Happ because no one thought he was going to give the season I didn't. put together this type of season. I, I didn't honestly right. think that was coming. So but like it it happened. If so now I adjust my thinking. Right. I I you know as we sit here and him still on the roster, if he makes it past the deadline, then yes, I hope that the Cubs find a way to work out an extension this offseason with him. But, again, his situation is a lot different than Wilson Contreras.
there there are different situations. I, I would agree. And I understand that there's a lot more to this. I'm just surprised it's going to continue because if Hap is traded, to me, the rebuild, already it is with Contreras when he's gone. But if it's Hap and Contreras, as it looks, because apparently a lot of teams are interested in Ian Hap, this rebuild is going to take longer than you think. Perhaps. Longer than maybe you were led to believe. I don't care. I, you could tell me they're going to spend all the money in the world. It's not going to fix all the holes they're going to have on this team at the end of they the season. They would have to make significant changes to they would have to make significant changes via, via free agency and then they'd also need Davis, Vernon Davis to come up next mm-hmm. year and and perform like a top 100 prospect that he is. They were going to need Caleb Killian to live up to the to the hype that he is. Like there's a lot of they will need this to happen if 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 they do indeed trade both of them. You keep you keep one of the two, at least at least there's some like, all right, you least you probably and if Ian Happ has a good rest of the season, at least you can go into twenty twenty three and know what you're getting. I think by the end of the season you you're gonna know what you're gonna get next year out of Saya Suzuki, Marcus Stroman, Keegan Thompson, perhaps Justin Steele, and Nico Horner. That that those are the ones. Victor is not understanding what I'm saying. I, I see you, Victor. Oh, Santiago? Yes. He says, we're going to pine for Ian Happ? Question mark. I'm not pining for Ian Happ. I'm just saying I don't understand that move. It's not like he's 33. You, yeah. There's a young. reason all these teams are interested at the trade deadline. You have right. a switch hitter who's pretty good in the outfield who's an all-star. He's not 30 years old. He's 27 turning 28. That's what you hope Seiya Suzuki is next season. Right. Is what Ian Happ is now, basically. Yeah. So I, that's, that's just what I don't understand. Eventually, you have to collect good baseball players. And if you're going to give all of them away, I understand that. But then you better really hit on the prospects you get back. It sounds like they've done good on some of them. I'm just saying for... Every prospect that makes it to the majors, there's a lot of them that don't. Right. And that's and, what's and tough. And that's kind of like, you know, what you said. Shane says, I don't agree, Stucky. 2024 Cubs will be ready to go. 2023 will be like 15, 2015, just without well, the deep playoff I, run. We I don't hope know. right. I hope but so. But I hope so, too. And I, un, I can see, even if they did trade Contreras and Hap, I could see that happening. But, again, you will be banking on those things that I said with Killian right. and Brennan Davis and then a few of those bullpen guys down there in Iowa like Ben Leeper and Kane Euchert and, you know, free agency. Like If they get Aaron Judge, I'll agree with yes. you. If or Correa, or Cor- something like that. And if that if the ha- money from Hap is going to Correa and that's what you're going to do, then then maybe I buy into that scenario. But if you're just going to tell me they're better because of all the young guys that are coming and all these things – Agree, they're going to be better, but you still could have Ian Happ, which would also make them better. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, it, he doesn't hurt the team. Having Ian Happ on the team doesn't hurt. Trading Ian Happ is all about getting prospects because you don't think you'll sign him moving forward. Right. I, okay. Again, I, all right. This, this entire situation could have all been avoided for certain reasons. And I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, that's a lot of it is just really. The fact that I'm sitting here today and we're I already I went on a rant after the Cubs went one six in a row. Like like what the fuck? Like it doesn't make any sense. And 
that's because this wasn't about a win or a loss, right. this game. It was it was nice. The fans got to sing. Wilson got to take. It was about the standing ovation for Wilson Contreras before the game, him getting emotional, stepping out, having to wave to the fans, him doing it again in the last at bat, the hugs, the cries afterwards. Joey, do we have the, the interview actually from Monday, uh, just another time that Wilson got emotional talking about this? And he's done it several times, even since the offseason. Um, but he admitted at the beginning of this series that it finally indeed is getting to him. Yeah. Like he's done a good job of having a great his all-star season. He's somehow been able to – both guys have been able to block it out. Mm-hmm. But he admitted, you know what, it, it is finally – now that it's here and you're, you know, next Tuesday is the trade deadline, it is getting to him. So this was Wilson Contreras via uh, uh, Taylor McGregor's Twitter account. He's tough. Just, um, knowing everything that's, that, that is happening around, and and I knew it would get to me at some point, and I wish this this day, this day um, never came. But it's about business. I understand that. I respect that. And uh, I love my team. I love this my team as most. And I don't want to get like, too attached with them because you never know what's going to happen next week or this week even in San Francisco. But it's been a tough, tough, tough couple of days for me. So, I mean, that was just another, you know, he got, he got choked up. He was obviously crying after the game. Ian Happa saying before the series as well, I don't want my Cubs journey to end. I don't want to stop putting the uniform on coming in here every day. That'll be in uh, Ryan Herrera's uh, article at allchgo.com. Ryan's got some good stuff in there, and he'll be joining us hopefully before the end of the podcast. Um, One other thing was a quote from Kyle Schwarber that I saw in the Trib, and that was just, you know, he was kind of asked about what he went through, now what these guys are going through, and what he sees going on with the Cubs. And he said, I just remember when I was with the Cubs, and people would say, you know, it's not better on the other side. I love all the people that were there, but there's still a lot of really good baseball organizations out there that do right, do things right and care about the players just like the Cubs do. So while the slogan is, it's different here, and I agree, Wrigley Field is different, and Cubs fans are different, that doesn't mean they can't go find happiness somewhere else. Right. And, and that's- I do think while it's tough for these players, they will move on. And they'll look fondly on this, just like Chris Bryant and Rizzo did. But if they're winning on another team, they'll find happiness. Right. And that's kind of what the problem with if you trade him and then try to re-sign him in the offseason. Well, it's like, all right, well, if you trade him to the Mets, like he's like he was rumored today, or yeah. the Padres or whatever, and they, and they have playoff success, and the, the fan base of those teams be, become beloved of him, like, and, and those teams shell out, a bit, a, a, a you know, a, a sizable contract to his market level, and and then the Cubs try to do it. Then, and he says no. Then it's like, well, this is what happens when you could have just, you could have just extended him yourself. And it is what it is, man. It sucks. You see Levi TV on the chat. This is right at your heart. Contreras is our Yachty. Could you imagine the Cardinals getting rid of Yachty? 
it's ridiculous we didn't even extend Wilson. Yeah, well, Yachty sucks, so that's the difference. <laughs> I knew that was coming. He's the most overrated baseball player of my generation. Uh, super chat. They did let Pujols go away, though. They did let Pujols go away, and that, like that, the fact that they kept Yachty over Pujols is, I mean, in hindsight, it was the right move, <laughs> I guess you could say. But at yeah. the time, you're like, what are what are, what are we doing here? But um, anyway, we got a super chat from Andrew. He says Andrew Bajek. He says uh, this might be a dumb question, but why trade happen? Just to put it quickly, for anyone else who doesn't quite understand, it's. You got a really good first half out of him. And he's been good in these these games in the second half, too, to increase the trade value if you really want to go into it, I guess. But he's just been a very inconsistent player throughout most of his Cubs career. And that's the fact that his, his value is as high as it's ever been as a Cub right now. That is why the Cubs should entertain it, considering they are 17 games under 500 at the end of July. It all depends on what you're getting offered back. If there are all these teams clamoring for him. Right. There's a lot of teams. And you're not 100% sold that he's going to be this player for the next five years. Mm. Then you think about it because next year you would be in exactly the same spot that you are currently with Wilson Contreras. And you would assume that Ian Happ, having done it for this season and the end of last season, and having a year of control next year for a team would give a team a little more incentive to trade away a little bit more to get the player, knowing that they're not just renting him for a playoff push. They would also get him for next year, too. For instance, I, I, I've said all along the season, I think the White Sox are a fit. Like, the White Sox could use a player like Ian Happ, and they wouldn't just be throwing away prospects for, and I'm not saying trade him to the White Sox. I'm just saying, like, they wouldn't be just trading away prospects that they, they value for a push that may not even get them to the postseason this year. They'd also have them for a potential playoff push the next year. Yeah. So his value is as high as it's been right, right now. So that is certainly factoring into it. But, boy, it's a, it that- is a fine line they are walking with both of these guys. I didn't feel that way about the trades last year. I felt like trade, trade, trade. Yeah. And they got a good group of prospects. They have already rebuilt the farm system. And I can see the rebuild beginning. You had to break them up. I, I agree with all of that. These two are a little finer line for me than the other two for some reason. And it's not because I think Contreras and Hap are necessarily better players than Chris Bryant or Javi Baez or Anthony Rizzo. Chris Bryant was going to be really expensive to sign. And he was. And he was. Anthony Rizzo, you made an offer to, and he didn't take it. And it was market value the way it turns out. Maybe even above market value. People will yell at you about that, Luke. But But I'm just saying, there was an offer made to him, and I understand he was the captain. Right. I understand, and he's having a good season with the Yankees. I'm happy for him. Again, I, I never totally understood letting Schwarber just walk away for nothing. Right. But... And Javi Baez, these, these we, two are a fine line. Allegedly, it, allegedly, they did give an offer to Javi Baez too. And Javi's not having a great season, right? I think these because that hap partially because that's already happened. That's already you. You have to move on. That's over with. That that sell off is over. I do find this a finer line to walk because I I can make arguments for both of these guys or at least one of these guys staying here. Right. Well, the thing, the difference between happened Contreras this year is that 
they're having really good years while last year Rizzo was having a down year. Yep. Uh, Javi Baez was everything that he had been since the 2019 season ended in terms of just being red hot or ice cold and leading the league in strikeout rate. And Chris Bryant was an all-star, but, you know, nagging injuries here and there. And he wasn't playing like he was in 2015, 16, or 17. So you're kind of like, did we get the best out of Chris Bryant? Also, we haven't, you know, dealing with Scott Boris, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. But that's the difference with between those three and Contreras and Hap right now. Contreras and Hap were just in Los Angeles at the All-Star game. Contreras is the best hitting catcher in baseball. Ian Hap is one of the, has one of the highest OPSs among outfielders in the National League. There, and he has a year of control left. It's not even like he. Ha, it's not even like he's a rental. There, there's. That's why it's the difference. That's why there, there's, there's people bickering back and forth, whether it's on social media or even in in Chicago media talking about should the Cubs do this, should should do do that, is that these two are actually having really good years in in a time where, or even and on a team that's not good. But you, you yeah. but the sit here and you can sit here and you can make the argument that they can be part of the next great Cubs team. You can also sit here and make the argument that they might not be. So you can entertain the trade. But again, the biggest thing to me is just the way the Cubs have just really let things go in terms of trying to get contract extensions done. But also, like I've said before too, the main reason that we are in this situation is that because the Cubs could never develop any more talent on the farm to come up and replenish what the Cubs traded away to the White Sox or to the Tigers for in that Justin Wilson trade or, you know, Gleyber Torres for a role this Chapman. And if they did, Ian Happ, it took longer than they expected it to. Exactly. The fact that they, like, and that's why I say Ian Happ, if Ian Happ was like this in 2018, 2019, this team probably looks a lot different because you're paying him literally almost nothing to ha- to be an all-star while you're you know trying to you you probably can afford to move on from a Bryant earlier or a Baez earlier or something like that if you're getting production out of these young guys coming up and that's like that's the point I try to make with people was that because they didn't have that the Cubs held on to these guys too long because they were trying to stay in that competitive window but then they shoot themselves in the foot because they didn't they didn't <laughs> make the necessary free agent Moves in twenty nine in the off season after the twenty eighteen season or after the twenty nineteen season. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into that. I'm not going down that rabbit hole, but I'm just <laughs> saying that's that's the main reason to me that you know we're in this situation because the Cubs just could not develop more talent down on the farm to come up and replenish for these other guys, and, and they're paying for it right now. We're going through a second rebuild in a matter of a decade. It's bullshit. And again. I know. I believe that there is smart thinking going on. I'm not saying it's a 100% bad idea to trade the guys. I'm right in the middle. There are there are parts of the day where I look at it and go, well, if you're going to go all in, go all in on the rebuild and do it right. You know, we've seen guys. People are saying it in the chat: PCA, Alcantara, Owen Casey, um, all, all the different prospects the Cubs are starting to we're watching now in the farm system. My final thought on it is this. If you're trading those two guys, and don't get me wrong, I understand why Robertson and Givens and all those other guys are being traded. That was the idea of signing them in the first place. But if you're trading these two guys, Hap and Contreras, 
which it sure looks like, make it worth it. Make it worth it. Go get guys that we're going to be talking about in 2023. Two, 2023 in two years or a year where we're looking at them saying, just like you're starting to say with PCA and Alcantara and, and those guys, wow, this guy's going to be a stud. And now we're going to have multiple Ian Haps on the team from that trade. Yeah. So, Jed Hoyer, spotlight's on you. Theo's not around anymore. Make it count. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. Uh, how about some bets to make this week or today? Did you, did I made, you do well? I made one play. It was two, ba- two total bases for Ian Happ, and he hit a double in the first inning to give the Cubs a 3 nothing lead. So I went 1-0 today. And we're going to do CHGO bets daily, me and Sean Anderson, basically right after this show. Uh, so tune into that. Um, and I needed it because I had the huge bad beat last night from Morrell. Yeah. I, had, I bet Morrell to get a hit, and then Ben Gamble had that insane catch. Uh, what a bad beat that was. So I, I was deserving of Ian Happ to, today to, to get a double. Um, I made that bet, those bets on points bet, Luke, my favorite app. You know how I always say I wake up every day and I roll over, look at the lines on my bedside. Uh, it is uh, just part of my being now, you know, and I, and I love it. I love it. I'm, I love it so much. I'm wearing the points bet hat right now. You can't tell because I have it on backwards. Uh, I'm also wearing a points bet shirt. You know, points bet is, again, my favorite app, guys. And not only because of gambling, but because it's the best way to support CHGO, Luke. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, best it is. way to support CHGO. When you use code CHGO, when you sign up, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. All you got to do, deposit $50 or more. First time, when you sign up and you use CHGO as your code, you get a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, like Ryan's article that we kind of hinted at earlier. That's on allCHGO.com. And all, of, all the other content that is on the website, about, uh, it has everything, cover, has everything that will have you covered in Chicago sports. And you even get a free shirt, like what Stucky is wearing right now. We're in the Hey Chicago, what do you say? It should say we stinks on the back. Um, <laughs> we trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Chicago, what do you say? We trade. We're open for business. <laughs> so that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHO membership, and a free t shirt from the CHO locker, all for making more than a $50 first time deposit at points bet. If you have any questions, you can email points bet at allchgo.com and help you out. You're home for live in play betting, just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching. Is your team prime for a comeback? Don't just bet the, don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Cubs led today, so the entire game, so you didn't have to live bet the Cubs today. Um, it's always nice if you don't have to do that. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Our next partner has a product I've been using uh, for a couple months. I, last two days, I've definitely been using it, and you saw me come in today, Cody, bouncing off the walls with energy. Bouncing. Bouncing. You were like, bouncing. what's up with this guy? I started using it because I didn't have time, wanted butter, better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. Now I've been on athletic greens for like i said a couple months it doesn't taste super healthy instead it's got a mild tropical taste my wife has started taking it too here's what it is one scoop of ag1 you absorb 75 
high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. I take it first thing in the morning and off I go. Lifestyle friendly too. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, all good with AG1, you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, and it has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. Woo. So reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop and a cup of water every day. Forget all those other supplements looking out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash chgo cubs. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Stucky, before we move on yes. to actually talk about the game, I guess, Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to 30,000 followers on our Twitter account. Right? We, we went did it. We went 30K. over on Sunday. Um, we were at 29.9 on Sunday coming in, uh, and then we went over 30,000, I think, you know, a little bit after the live stream we did. So, Do we, do we know who number 30 was? 30,000 was? I, I don't. I, I, I don't even know how Let's you try can figure that out. try and find that, that person on there. We're like, who is yeah. that? We'd love we to don't give know. him a shout-out. Uh, Law Dog saying we don't know. <laughs> so, But a special yeah. shout-out to... That person, whoever you are, you know who you are. It's probably um, Law Dog's cousin or something. What else we got in the chat here? Tom says, I got one for you guys. Twenty. Hey, Joey, can you scroll up a little bit? Hey, people keep coming in. From Tom, here we go. I got one for you guys. 2024 Cubs go all in. Sign Otani. I think you'd feel better. Hey, when we, we've talked about, we, when we talked about Juan Soto the other day for like a half hour unintentionally, that's what I said. I was yeah, like, because cause me, cause me and Luke are against, that drum. are against, you know, tr at least right now, trading all those prospects for Soto. I'd, I'd be very entertained into, if he can, if he make if he stays on the Nationals the rest of the year, I'd be very entertained to, to perhaps recheck in with the Nationals in the offseason. I think that, that that deal could be different then. But, yeah, Suzuki on this team, he has a relationship with Otani. Otani, he will cost more than Juan Soto, but man, he can do both. He's an elite but you pitcher. Don't have and to he trade. You don't have to do both. You don't have to trade away your entire farm system and give him five hundred million. You only have to right. do one of those. Right, exactly. And what's the point of having Mike Trout if you can't have anybody else on the team other than Trout and, and Otani? Absolutely. Hasn't worked. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Today's game. Yes, it was all about Wilson Contreras and Ian Happen. By the way, could have been the last home game for Patrick Wisdom. Perhaps. Dave Robertson hasn't pitched, so I wonder if that means he's close <laughs> yeah. or if he was just used a lot recently. I don't know. There could be some – he's the guy when we talked, I said, I think I'd trade him first. You don't want a little sore shoulder one day and then have to admit that to another team that he's got a little sore shoulder. Right. If he's feeling good, send him away. Um, but the Cubs did win 4-2, to uh, beat the Pirates. Taking the series, that's six in a row. And Mr. Keegan Thompson, Joey, Cody's candidate for down? mayor, seven innings, two runs, none earned, seven strikeouts, and no walks. Yes, <sighs> again, he is a piece of the future. Oh, my God. If you're not in. He's a piece. If you're not in on Keegan Thompson yet, 
Please explain it to me in the chat. Explain it to me like I am five years old because this guy has been shoving it down opponents' throats since the moment he hit Andrew McCutcheon after the Brewers kept hitting Wilson Contreras. This guy has been on an absolute, like, I can't even... Tear. Tear, thank you. I can't think of the word. He's just been on a tear. Yeah, he's had a few bad starts. The Yankees, the Orioles. Yeah, but everybody does. And even his last start. He had a huge bounce back today. I don't care if it's the Pirates. Got to play the Pirates 20 times a year every year anyway. The guy is cementing himself in this rotation going into 2023. So for, like, it's another one of those things where it's like, yeah, in 2012, the Cubs had Anthony Rizzo and Starlin Castro, and there's so much more talent here now as we go into 2023. Whether you want to believe it or not, Keegan Thompson is part of that young core of players that the Cubs have developed. And honestly should be start believing in as being a top of not top the rotation but top two top three maybe top four of the rotation guy add a free agent starter in there to go with Marcus Stroman and Justin Steele next year and that's very solid top four and with Kyle Hendricks on the back end of his career I wouldn't mind him being your fifth yeah I mean I I, there's don't get me wrong there are things that have worked out well for the Cubs this season this will be a difficult week for a lot of Cubs fans based on what's going to happen um but there are maybe more positives than I despite the record there may be more positives this season than I anticipated <laughs> even I, more than I anticipated I didn't expect I this from wins. Keegan I didn't know to expect oh. this from Keegan I didn't know to expect this from Nico those are two building blocks just right there right F Ross I didn't expect that out of F Ross either so there's three steel four you know, so there there are guys. Say it is say as a new piece. You certainly didn't expect it out of Christopher Morrell. Good things have happened with this Cubs team, so it is not all gloom and doom. Despite the saddest win in Cubs history today, <laughs> according yeah. to Cody, and you know we're waiting on Ryan Herrera to join us from Wrigley. I'm guessing it's taking longer because there's a lot of long interviews going on. Yeah. I believe Jared Willis is there as well. Yes. Um, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of emotion in that clubhouse going on um, right now. Keegan Thompson has not only pitched well, he's changed his repertoire. He's added to his repertoire. In this season. is a guy in <laughs> season who is adding pitches, which is very difficult to do. Guys don't want to throw something unless they really, really trust it. And he's... He's developing pitches as the season goes on. He's growing as a player as the season goes on. Sky could be the sky could be the limit for this guy. Really, like I see really good things. And if he's your two or three moving forward, I don't want to put a limit on him. Maybe maybe he does develop into an ace at some point. Um, he's I say they got to collect good pitchers and good players. He's certainly going to be a good pitcher moving forward. That's how I feel about it. And I know we're not talking even about a whole major league season. I've just seen enough progress, and I saw enough pieces of it or glimpses of it last season to know that the foundation was there. Now he's turned it in, um, and he's had a really, really nice season. So that he's your guy. Now, we did, we did who you got, and I was going to wait for Ryan, but I don't know at what point he's going to be able to join us. I am going to argue for... Well, you had Keegan Thompson, so you certainly have 
a claim to a point on who you got. Seven innings, no earned runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. I had Nico Horner, I believe two hits, including an RBI. Yep. Ryan had Wilson Contreras, and Jared had Christopher Morrell. I would argue that we could just give everybody a point. And here's why I say that. Okay. Um, Horner and Keegan both had good games. Yep. But this game was about Wilson Contreras. And if we can't give Wilson Contreras the who you got on his last home game at Wrigley Field, <laughs> when can you give it to him? So maybe maybe we can make an argument for everybody getting one. What, is We're that, all in 0 for 3, though. I don't know about Well, Jared. I, I, Yes, Jared's not getting a point. <laughs> But he's going to have a great cigar when he drives home, and he's going to show it to you on Twitter. Yeah, but, that's true. That's true. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. Right. But he's not getting who you got. But Contreras I just think one for four with a run. Yeah, he, he helped spark the rally in the first inning. And he got two standing ovations. And two standing ovations. And it could be his last home game ever in a Cubs uniform. Horner, two hits, RBI, like you said. I, I can make an Thompson argument for everybody too. getting a point. For this day, I will allow it. I will You're willing allow to, it. You think you had the upper hand at least. Most, you might have had the most likely scenario for who you got winner. I probably had second most and Ryan third. And while I love to give Ryan grief and tell him <laughs> that he can't vote from other states because it's illegal, and if he misses, you know, I'm willing to give him one for just picking a guy who was – not spectacular on the field, but the game was all about him. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I'm willing to call it a wash if you're willing to call it a wash. I am willing to call it a wash, Stucky. We can, all right, I all will right. let it go. So our current record, and again, we're really bad at keeping the record. But yeah, right. We don't, lead, we don't do this every game. It's yeah. only when we remember to do it. Right. I lead 16 to 12 to 11 to 1, and the 1 is Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, uh, there's a lot of there's a a pretty healthy of chat going. We got 97 people in here. Well, it's and a big only game. 15, 16 likes. I just liked it myself. If you ain't liking the video on YouTube right now, I am now asking you to once again mash, smash, whatever the like button. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you and good night. Yeah. Uh. What else, Stucky? I well, mean, there's a lot of good stuff on the chat. Uh, by the way, uh, Braylon Marquez, shoulder surgery. That is something we maybe should mention. Oh I my saw God, that. Like, yeah. And, and that goes back to... Brutal. That goes back all the way to the beginning of this podcast where we're talking about make it count, get the prospects, get the right guys. And it's not Braylon Marquez's fault that this has happened. He was a top 100 prospect, number one guy in the Cubs organization. There are, again, two sides to the trading these guys. Number one, I feel like they've already rebuilt the farm system. Yeah. This is a reason to show you that you can never have enough. If you don't it's think also, somebody's a piece of your future, you can never have enough down the farm system because not everybody's going to work out. Injuries come along. Development stops. Guys get off track, and it doesn't work. So It's also, if you want to spin zone it, to everyone who complains about this team not spending, it's also a sign that you can't always rely on prospects. That's too. right. So that's why you have to stockpile them. So like that's why I say that yeah, even if they trade Hap or Contreras, 
and I can still maybe perhaps find a way to talk myself into thinking that next year's team could be good, there's no real guarantees because there's so many what-ifs. There's more what-ifs than, than going into next year than, than this year, I would think. And that's with free agency pending still and, you know, seeing the rest of the season play out. That, that's me saying that here on July 26, 2022. But, again, can you bank on Christopher Morrell really being the real deal going into next year? Can you, can you, can you bank on Brennan Davis after being out most of this year and probably going to get at bats this year in Iowa yeah, they're or, hopeful this or, season or in, still. in Arizona, whatever, at the Fall League. Like, can you bank on him coming up and light, like lighting a fire under this team? Like, that's a lot of what-ifs and a lot of hopefuls, and, and you just not could get them all unless, it, unless this team does shock the world like the 2015 Cubs did. And like, that 2015 Cubs team was a special team that led to the 2016 World Series. That's one of those like once in a every fifty years type type seasons happens, man. Like I I'm not gonna not gonna bank on that uh, on a season like that happening. I can hope for it, and it would be insanely <laughs> yeah. fun. And I perhaps would sit here and apologize to to Jed and 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 whoever else. But again, I, I'm not I'm not gonna bank on it. Uh, I see that Michael is saying at least we got new bathrooms out of the deal. <laughs> hey, those. <laughs> Those new bathrooms in the upper deck with the troughs, they are, they are nice. Nobody brings the bitter like Michael Collada. Yeah, no one brings oh, it like him. He always brings the bitter. That's I'm letting him I'm letting that's, him be Hey, it. Ed, that's I told you to cub however you want to yeah. cub. Michael yeah. does it his way. Right. In a very unique way. Uh, but not really not that unique cuz I know a lot of people that actually feel um, the way he does. By the way, while we're waiting for Ryan, hoping that Ryan's going to make it, but I do know that it's probably a really busy clubhouse. Um, oh, I do want to tell you about Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen, a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All the products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. First heard about it when Justin Fields started talking about his plant-based diet. He loves Owen. Now, Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com. With the code CHGO20, join me and Justin Fields. Try Owen only what you need. And training camp is underway for your Chicago Bears. That doesn't make me feel sound. better, I promise you. It doesn't? No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> I would agree. I'm more optimistic about the Cubs' future than I am the Bears' future, even if Justin Fields is Cubs. good. Yes, yes. Even if Fields is good, yes. I'm still more optimistic History about shows it. that the Chicago Bears will fuck this up. That, that's what history shows. Just wait till we get to Arlington Heights. Everything will get better. <laughs> there he is, Mr. M. He put the M in Mizzou. Hello. Ryan oh, yeah. Herrera. So how was that clubhouse afterwards? I would assume uh, one word might be emotional. Yes, yes. Uh, quite emotional. And we talked to Wilson. We talked to Ian. Um, you know, not the only guys that have been talked, been in trade talks trade rumors this season, but obviously the two, two of those trade chips that have been here the longest, um, Wilson obviously won the championship, have come up the next year and, and, and they've kind of made their mark here in Chicago. Um, yeah, no, emotional definitely is probably the right word for it. Dead towel was yesterday, pregame and postgame. Um, same thing with today, you know, this is uh, the one, yeah, one series, only series before the trade deadline. So this, you know, might be it. You get, you can see, I saw Cody, um, Cody, your video of Cody getting misty eyed, uh, with Wilson, Wilson's last at bat, I think it was, uh, but yeah, and I mean, you, you could just see kind of the emotions, especially from those two, 
um, and what could be what could be their last two you know games playing at Wrigley Field in a Cubs uniform. So um, yeah, that's yeah, I think emotional is the correct word to, to use in that in that situation. I just saw the video that you tweeted on Twitter of Ian Happ. Uh, we just retweeted to the CHGO Cubs account if anyone wants to go see it while listening to the show. He was uh, – I mean, yeah. I, I, you knew Wilson would be emotional because he has been from start to finish. You know, his entire career he's yeah. been emotional, whether it's all-star games getting emotional, whether it's talking about possibly not being here before the game today, after the game today, um, during interviews. I assumed he would continue to be emotional in the clubhouse. Was Ian Happ – just as emotional or, or, or at least emotional. It, it, obviously he doesn't want to be traded either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think emotional can mean two different things. Like you saw yesterday while wow, Wilson kind of fighting back tears, choking up a little bit. Um, Hap wasn't quite at that level, but you could see just, I mean, he talked about how much he wanted to stay, how much he loves playing here. Um, you know, the only organization he's ever known since he got drafted in 2015. Um, you know, it's the same thing. He talked about being able to go out there soaking the moment he said he kind of hung around uh, in the dugout a little a little extra after i know uh, you think back to chris bryant sitting in the dugout in that video of him um after that last game when he didn't end up getting in um you kind of think back to that and i think have kind of did something similar where it's like just in case he doesn't make it back here next week uh when the cubs host the marlins um you know he get one last look uh to kind of reminisce on, on the thing so yeah he's he's emotional obviously uh, the both of them are. Um, I think you can use emotional in a couple different ways just to describe how each of them are. Um, yeah, no, no, definitely. Hap made it clear he wants to stay here. You, you I think you guys had the graphic. That I know. I don't want it. To, I don't want. Was it? I don't want to. I want my Cubs journey to end. Is what he said yesterday. Um, yeah, emotional. They, they both. They both would love to be here, um, but they both understand that it's a business and they understand the reality of of what, you know, the business is, is trades happen. You saw it last year. I think that kind of helped prepare them for, for this situation. But at the same time, they knew like, Hey, like this is, this could be the last time we're here as a Chicago Cubs. So they both, you know, both tried to take in the moment for sure. Um, Marquis tweeted out Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras's Wrigley field careers. So you want me to read them to you? Yeah. Okay. So Contreras, 378 games at Wrigley Field. He has a 358 on base percentage, 66 homers, 201 RBIs, and an 848 OPS. That includes the postseason. And then for Ian Happ, 323 career games, a 352 on base percentage, 52 home runs, 146 RBIs, and an 834 OPS. So, you know, I talked about Ian Happ having a roller coaster career yeah. as a Cub, and like you look at those numbers for him at, e at Wrigley Field. To me, that those are the those are more shocking to me than Wilson Contreras' numbers. I was, you know, Ian Happ is again. We've talked about it. It ends like it's, it's been so fun to watch him play this year, and like really finally come into his own. And you know, to see his career numbers at Wrigley be as good as they are, you know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it, it kind of shifts me a little bit into thinking, maybe maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you show us a Joel's comment on the chat? I think he's just up. Just up. Joel Martinez, right there. 
and this is a great idea. And Ryan, I think you maybe missed out on an opportunity here. He says, Ryan, did you put their tears into a little vial for the show and tell for the office? <laughs> At the very least, you probably could have sold them, Ryan. You know, you yeah, could have gone around way. outside Wrigley Field, you kind of Gallagher way and been like, real tears, real Wrigley tears to, uh, to sell for you right here. Mm -hmm. Somebody would have bought yeah. them. You probably oh, actually. Yeah, say, what would what I have gotten for that? What do you think I get on the street for? for you probably still tears? could do it. Just drip a little water from a sink into a, into a vial, cap it up, <laughs> right. and. Other than this Michael, podcast, nobody would know you did it. Michael's going to be in the chat and be like, I'm surprised Ricketts hadn't done that yet. <laughs> I will say this. You know, and I, I, you know, he's joking, obviously. Joel's joking about it. Yeah. I will, you know, I know there are people out there looking at it and saying, these guys are babies. I guarantee you there are people out there, old crusties, mm -hmm which sometimes I'm described as an old crusty. Get off my lawn. There are people out there saying, these guys are multimillionaires playing a kid's game. What the hell are they crying about? Take your multi-million dollar paycheck and your super sports car and your mansion and go back to it. I'm not one of those people. I understand that they're wealthy unbelievably fortunate, unbelievably talented at a skill that made them millions of dollars. That's not their fault. They're still human beings. And if a guy who spent half of his life with the organization that found him and gave him a career in the United States, yeah. gave him an escape to come to the United States and make millions of dollars, if he wants to be emotional over and over about it, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those fools that calls him a sissy. That's stupid. That's, old, that's an old way of thinking. For sure. He's showing true emotion, which is what we've asked out of most of our athletes. We want to see really what they are like. He's showing himself. So while that is a joke, the tears in the vial, and it would be kind of funny to try and sell those, mm. I'm never going to make fun of those guys for crying or being upset. It's okay. Well, they also had a lot of really good memories here. Yes, Even, and they're young. These are not old guys. Like. Yeah. Wilson Contreras, like I said, half of his life has been spent in the Cubs organization. Yeah. He was a teenager, like a young kid when the Cubs found him. Right. Looking to make a better life, playing, giving his dream of playing professional baseball. And then he did it. He made it to being an all-star. He's part won of the, the organization, won the World Series, and got to be in an all-star game starting with his brother, of all things. Right. I don't and blame him for, for the being better, a little emotional if he's being traded away from the only team he's ever known. For the better part of the last five years, you can argue him being a top five catcher in the National League. Yes, and the same can mm. be true if, if I would have seen Ian Happ being emotional. Ryan, you said he wasn't necessarily crying, but he was a different type of emotion. Well, yeah, this guy put a lot of blood and sweat into getting himself after being a first top ten pick, first round pick, top ten guy, and then having success in the majors but being sent back down to the minors for a long period of time and having to build his way back up to getting to be an all-star, it's an emotional journey. It doesn't matter how much money you're making, right? how famous you are. Mm -hmm. So, And even though Ian Happ didn't win the World Series, he was still on a bunch of, you know, casual fans wouldn't call him special teams. but Good teams. That, that team in 17 went to the NLCS. That team in 18 won 95 games. There were a bunch of special moments here, whether you win the World Series or not. It's 162 games a year. You you become close with teammates and stuff, and you become close with the fan base if you're popular. And even though Ian Happ has struggled a lot of the times in his career here, for some reason he's always been 
one of the more popular players among Cubs fandom. And part of that is because he's just be he's a very relatable guy. And also probably the podcast has something to do with it too. Um, and the coffee. Yeah, and the coffee. So, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, Tony Andraki just tweeted this quote. Uh, you remember the video of Contreras and, yes, and, the hugging. and Hap hu- hugging? Uh, In the dugout afterwards. The quote, uh, it's Ian Hap on his hug with Wilson. He said, we've played together for a long time, and being able to be out there for him and give him a hug, those are special moments that you don't really forget. Yep. Um, I see Tom asking, did we mention brief or not, the Cubs got another sweep. Yes, Tom. We did six in a row. Six in a Hats row. off to them. They're closing in. How many more now to get back to five hundred? Seventeen, baby. We're on Only our 17 way. Seventeen more, and we're in the wild. Undefeated card since the All Star break. Ryan, well, what about any comments yeah. about Keegan Thompson and just the job he did? Just another solid building block performance for him. Yeah, I know um, Ross kind of <laughs> Ross kind of went on about Wilson for a little while. I kept getting questions, uh, but then finally got asked about Keegan. Um, you know, he said just was a consistent outing for him, didn't have any walks, uh, pounding the zone, using all his pitches. The cutter was good. Like a lot of very good, like signs from Keegan. Um, and I know, uh, Ross was kind of asked pregame about it and, and he said he didn't want to like look at every Keegan Thompson star in itself, um, but kind of wanted, you know, looking at the body of work kind of thing. Um, so it's not like this one star is really, really good start probably the best of his career. It's not like that's going to automatically nail him down as like a long-term starter in David Ross's eyes or long-term ace or anything like that in David Ross's eyes. But when, when Ross does go back at the end of the season, looks at the body of work, like, I think he knows that this is going to be one of those where he's like, okay, this is, this is who Keegan Townsend could be, um, you know, seven innings. Seven innings, no one runs to give up the two-run homer after the air. Um, but, yeah, no, Keegan, Keegan uh, was out there. Cody likes to say Keegan shoved, uh, which he did. And he, you know, it's another impressive start. Um, I know he got, I think, his last start before the All-Star break. Got a, I, I don't remember off the top of my head exactly how many runs he gave up, but it, you know, it, was, one not, it was one of his more rougher, you know, tougher starts. Um, so this, after a little bit of obviously the All Star break, so a little bit of time in between, you know, had a, had a really good start, and I think uh, you know Ross obviously recognized that, um, and yeah, it's a, like you said, it's a good building block. Obviously, we keep talking about him taking the next step or kind of building on these and being consistent. Um, so you want to see that continue, but uh, certainly a good, very good start from Keegan Thompson. Again, probably arguably the best one he's had in his short career. Um, I assume most of your stuff, uh, we got to get going quickly because Cody's still got to do the bets podcast here. I know I saw him checking his watch and checking it out, but uh, I assume most of your stuff you're going to be writing about afterwards will be Hap and Contreras because that was really uh, the story. What should we look for at allchgo.com? Uh, so Jared's actually putting up, uh, he's, he's going through Keegan stuff. Okay. Um, I'll be kind of touching more of the uh, the sad uh, emotional stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm better. Maybe I'm better at the. Maybe I'm better at the sappiness. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll touch on that one. Jared will have a, a Keegan story tonight. Mine should go out tomorrow morning. So if you are subscribed to All CHGO, uh, make sure you're you're keeping a lookout for that. If you're not subscribed, AllCHGO.com. Um, make sure you go do that, or you're gonna miss out. You're gonna miss out on on me getting sappy over 
over the written word. That's right. And finally, Ryan, I do want to point out, we were nice to you today. We decided that because you took Wilson Contreras, mm-hmm. we're all going to split who you got, even though he had Keegan Thompson and I had the RBI for Nico Horner and two hits. The story was about Wilson, so we're all taking a win in this one. There you go. Three, I, we're I we're flying three W's. Yeah. Three, I was willing w's. to I, sacrifice Cody my sacrificed. ego. I sacrificed my ego for all of you today. Yeah. Cody, you surprise me every day, my friend. Well, it was my <laughs> idea. Uh, thanks for dropping in to check out the seal. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Yes, go ahead, Cody. Okay. I, we talked about Sale a little bit, and it was mainly for not really reasons to boost him up. But I just want to – I looked up his number since he came back from the I.L., it's 67 plate appearances, 317 batting average, 358 on base percentage, 476 slugging, 134 WRC plus. Uh, he's only striking out 17.9 percent of the time too. And and to clarify, I was not saying they should have not given Seiya Suzuki the deal. I'm saying they should give Ian Happ the same deal. Right. And I and, and I, I there's that. no knock on Ian Happ. I right. just don't understand if you. Like Saya, and you gave him that deal. I don't see for the same age and switch hitting why you don't see that same value in Ian Happ. For sure, if I that's agree. true. I just a lot oh. of people, or I just wanted to. I was mainly t- saying yeah. those stats because a lot of people still aren't. They're st- they, they they still think that he is he's May Saya Suzuki, and the guy hit a homer on the Waveland today, and he's been killing it since he came back uh, from the IL. So it's exciting to see. I you know right before the All Star break, you know how I do those tweets where I put like. The positives or, you know, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I said Suzuki and Stroman prime for strong second half. We had a huge, a great start from Stroman over the weekend, and we're continuing to see Say Suzuki uh, emerge as a really good player on this team. So it's, it's exciting stuff, despite how today was the saddest win of all time in Cubs history, at least in recent Cubs history. So take that. There's yeah, your final positive. word, Ryan. Final word to Ryan. Yeah, one last thing. Uh, David Robertson, for anyone wondering why he wasn't oh. out there in the ninth. Oh. Um, Ross kind of said it, it was just trying to give him the day after night. He pitched back-to-back to end that Philly series. Um, so he had the day off yesterday. And then with a quick turnaround, um, just one, just thought he should give him the extra day. Um, Ross said he, uh, if it had been a night game, he probably would have been available. Um, I asked Robertson. He kind of said the same thing um, that he, if they told him the pitch, he would have. So, I mean, I don't know. Health I don't wise, buy it, I think Ryan, can, I don't buy that. Four hours doesn't make a difference in whether or not a no, guy is ready. I'm, I'm saying, saying we can check off, we can check off the uh, health box. I think the other, the other stuff, the other stuff is, remains to be seen. Wrap him in bubble and trade him as soon as possible. Uh, thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast. Cubs win. Four to two, they've won six in a row. Cody has dubbed it the saddest win in Chicago Cubs history. A lot of tears. <laughs> God Fly the stink. W. Oh, my gosh.